Hey listeners, my name is Kayla and I am the creator and host of a new podcast called Dark Tales from the Road. We cover true crime, spooky, creepy, and ghostly stories, and I want to take you state by state and country by country to bring you stories you may not have even heard of before, and also learn some history on the city and the state where it takes place. So join me on the road as we discover dark tales. New episodes are posted every Wednesday. I have an Instagram, Facebook, and a Patreon, all at Dark Tales from the Road. Thank you so much, and I hope everyone has a great day. Crime Scene and Cupcakes is an independent podcast created in the Anchor app, funded mainly through advertising. The podcast often has coarse language and disturbing content. Please listen wisely. Hey guys, it's Marianne, dog mom, baker, true crime podcast maker, and we have just started season three. We've had a new episode, a new bonus episode, and if you haven't seen it yet, we have a new logo. If you haven't seen it yet, head on over to social media and check it out. We think it's pretty cool. This week, we are doing things a little bit different with our podcast. We are covering food, crime, and films. Because this week, we are at the Tallgrass Film Fest here in Wichita, Kansas. Tallgrass Film Festival is celebrating 20 years. 20 years of molding Wichita to be a community that values filmmaking, a place that appreciates the art of independent films, fosters growth and success among those making films locally, and draws filmmakers from around the world to experience our stories, locations, talent, culture, and hospitality. They host this one thing that's really cool. It's a 36-hour film race where the participants sign up and they have equipment that they use and then they have like an item or an idea they have to incorporate into the film and they get 36 hours to make it and that's editing that is everything and my son has been a part of it and it's flipping crazy they literally do not sleep for that time period it is so cool but it's a chance for younger filmmakers or even i have seen older filmmakers get into this or somebody who just is like wow I've always wanted to do this and they do it and they have created amazing materials and they will showcase them at the film fest and it's incredible we've also been visited here in Wichita by some incredible filmmakers such as Pam Greer Jim O'Hare from Parks and Rec the Nelm Brothers and David Spaltro. Now, I discussed him earlier on my Instagram because he's the dark mind behind Dark Exorcism. And that movie, if you're looking for a good horror movie for Halloween, that movie rocks. It's got Catherine Cobb Ryan and Fiona Horgan, and just, they're amazing. I love them, and Catherine loves her cupcakes, which makes me love her even more. 
So we're also going to be referencing a book called Food and Crime. And that book is by Erica Summerfield and Philip Longo. Now, Philip had his own brushes with the law, but it gave him the real, true insight into the crime world. So he brought those insights into this book. So we're going to be sharing some pieces of that as well as we're going to be talking about films. So today we're going to talk about candy corn because they reference candy corn in one chapter of the book where they're referencing some other things about Halloween and we're going to share some pieces of that as well. But I also wanted to reference candy corn because there is a movie, a Rob Zombie-ish movie called Candy Corn that you guys might want to check out for this Halloween. So as you guys know, candy corn is a pyramid type of candy and it has a waxy texture. This flavor is based on honey, sugar, butter, and vanilla. And it's the staple of the fall season here in North America. So for those of you who are overseas, you might think this is the most disgusting thing in the world. And I'm apt to agree with you. So candy corn's traditional colors of the yellow, orange, and white represent the colors of fall. The harvest, corn on the cob, you know, a corn kernel. Candy corn has a reputation for generating polarizing responses with articles referring to it as Halloween's most contentious sweet. People either love it or they hate it. Now we got this information from our dear friend, Wikipedia. It was first named chicken feed in the 1880s and it was invented by a Wonderly Candy Company employee named George Reniger. So we either need to thank him where some people might want to, or people like me, I'm not a big fan of George. So George made the candy or the chicken feed because it looked so much like kernels or the corn. So they wanted to market it to the rural areas. And so they started turning it into like chestnuts and turnips and clover, but people didn't want that. They wanted the corn. Now, although it is currently most popular in the fall, candy corn was not always associated with the fall and the Halloween season. For the first half of the 20th century, candy corn was a well-known called penny candy or bulk confectionery, and it was advertised as an affordable and popular treat that could be eaten year around. I don't know why you would want to. Candy corn developed into a fall and Halloween staple around the 1950s when people began to hand out individually wrapped candy to trick-or-treaters and the harvest-themed colors increased advertising in the month of October and also helped candy corn become a fall staple. The National Confectioners Association even deemed October 30th, the day before Halloween, as National Candy Corn Day. And the National Confectioners Association estimates that around 35 million pounds of candy corn are sold annually. And as of 2016, the annual production in the United States was 35 million pounds or almost 9 billion pieces of candy. 
So that's the majority of candy corn sales during the Halloween season. That's insane. So I thought I would test this theory during one of our tall grasses um, two years ago. So I made a candy corn cupcake because there is candy corn liquor out there. And let me tell you, people weren't invested in it till they ran out of booze and then they wanted some candy corn liquor cupcakes. So I don't know who's buying all of this candy corn. But buyers beware. Just as I said, everything candy corn and liquor and everything else should always be taken in moderation. The book I was referencing before, Food and Crime by Erica Summerfield and Philip Longo, they shared that eating 1,627 candy corns can be deadly. So I was like, okay, I'm reading the book and I come across this very specific number. And I'm a scientist, so I'm going, I have to check this out. So I started investigating and I came across Whitney Lisenmeyer, spokesperson for the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. And they said craving Halloween treats is also a psychosocial and nostalgic reflex. So when they're putting all of this candy in the store, we start browsing it. It takes us back to our childhood and we start thinking, oh, when I was a kid, I love these. And you know what I love? Those damn Reese's peanut butter cups. I don't know how many of you, you put them in the freezer and that with an ice cold Pepsi is like heaven to me. If you want to make me happy, ice cold Reese's peanut butter cups and an ice cold Pepsi and I'm the happiest woman on earth. By the way, we do a ice cold, well, we do like a frozen-ish uh, Reese's peanut butter cupcake and we do that with the screwball whiskey and I actually will marinate some bacon on top of it and sprinkle some bacon that's been marinated in the screwball peanut butter whiskey on top of this cupcake. It's insanely good. I would definitely recommend it to people. And all of our cupcakes come with a shot in the top. So you not only get booze in the cupcake, in the frosting, and anything else we put on top of it, you get a shot in the cupcake. That's why people come to our table at Tallgrass. Okay, back to candy corn. To calculate candy's lethal quantities, the ACS used the oral LD50, which is a median lethal dose of sugar, or sucrose, which is a quantity of a substance that's lethal for 50% of subjects in a test group. So sucrose's LD50 is 13.5 grams per pound, with the average person weighing about 180 pounds. I don't weigh 180 pounds. But that person is consuming 2,440 grams or 5.4 pounds of sugar. So that's where you get it. You consume that much, that's lethal. And if you're sitting around consuming that much, you need to call me up. We need to talk. DM me because you got a problem. Though most people wouldn't immediately die after eating so much candy, they explained, they would more than likely get hyperglycemia. And, you know, that's when your blood sugar is really elevated. 
and they start vomiting and get the hyperglycemic symptoms. Now, there is an LD50 for everything because everything gets ruined. Nobody lets us have any fun. I mean, there's an LD50 for even water, people. Water we can have too much of. So everything needs to be taken in moderation. And the risk of death or illness, it just depends on your exposure levels. Everybody is different. Nobody's the same. There isn't just one type and one shoe for everybody. Because I like mine. All sequin and blingy. And stiletto, please. Let's get to the film. So, I know I say so a lot. I've got to stop that. We're going to go with the movie Candy Corn. It was made in 2019 and it was directed by Josh Hasty. The main thing that drew me to this was their friggin' cast. It starred Courtney Gaines, who is Malachi from Children of the Corn, Caleb Thomas, who this is his first film, or no, 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 sorry, Caleb Thomas actually is in She-Hulk. Caleb Thomas has a role in She-Hulk, look it up. Pancho Mulder, who was the first professional little person skateboarder and as actually in a lot of Rob Zombie movies. You need to check him out. Every movie he's in, he's friggin' amazing. And in this movie, he flippin' steals the show. Then you have PJ Souls. And I'm trying to remember which band actually wrote a song, Where is PJ Souls? Because PJ Souls was Linda from Halloween and everybody loves her. And again, She's in all the Rob Zombie movies, and I think they're married or something. I should probably look that up. And then, of course, you have Tony Todd, our beloved Candyman. On Halloween weekend, a group of bullies planned their annual hazing on the local outcast because kids are assholes. And it's Jacob Atkins is the kid who's, that's his name in the movie, and it's played by Nate Cheney. But, of course, they take things too far. And Jacob, he ends up getting resurrected to seek revenge. So, you have these four absolutely horrible characters who are doing their yearly tradition on Halloween. And since they're kids, they, they pull the prank. It, this time, it goes horrible. And this doesn't ruin the movie because they, it, it's just the way it goes. They accidentally murder Jacob. And Jacob is this awkward and weird carnival worker that they've known for years. So, relatively simple plot for a reasonably simple movie. And you really can't go wrong with something like that. It's a good slasher revenge story. So, if you're looking for something a little bit heavier or something a little bit more, you'll be disappointed. But if you're looking for an indie film that's just a little bit of fun with a total 70s, 80s movie, fun-filled cast, this has got you. This film kind of feels like to me like Rob Zombie did an 80s slasher movie. And it's just, it has kind of that grindhouse kind of style. I mean, it's... The tone is lighter. It doesn't have that really kind of grunge feel that a lot of his movies have. 
Um, the, one of the things is, is that the characters aren't very likable, though. So I'll kind of warn you about that. Um, these kind of kids, they, they are, they're, they're bullies. And so, you know, you don't really get, you don't really fall in love with any of them. You're not really rooting for anybody to really get away. Now, you 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 get, of course, like with every horror movie, you get the hysterical woman, um, and then you get, of course, the the men, you know, trying to be the man. It's always the same thing. You get three men. I don't know why they do this in horror movies. You always get three guys and one hysterical woman. Why? Why? Why is that in every slasher movie? It's so bizarre. But no matter what, Poncho Moeller, he's flipping, just knocks it out of the park. He's incredible. Like I said, he is the first little person, professional skateboarder. He's been in about every Rob Zombie movie. And he does this Dr. Death sideshow spook house kind of thing in the show, in the movie. And he's just friggin' fantastic. I mean, I think John Hasty, who was the only guy who was behind this film, I mean, I think he was the editor, writer, director. So, I mean, this is a true independent film. But it seemed like he learned... It, it it was like Rob Zombie was his idol, and that's how he learned. Because this has a very Rob Zombie-esque feel to it. And, I mean, he's utilizing Rob Zombie's kind of casting, even. But, I mean, what he does with this... With what he does with Poncho Moller, I mean, that's worth watching. So, you gotta check out Candy Corn. I mean... Josh Hasty, I think I said John earlier. I apologize. Josh Hasty. Josh Hasty is just he he does an amazing job in creating this monstrous killer. Now, the killer isn't it's not at the level of Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers, but he's pretty amazing to watch. And whoever did the special effects and the creature design I mean, like I said, my daughter, I think uh, if you follow our Instagram, you know that's the field my daughter went to school for. And my daughter friggin' rocks. I can share more pictures of what my daughter has done. Um, she's incredible. And so I, I love, I, I've learned, I've become way more conscious now looking at what they do. Because I don't know if you ever watch the show Face Off. Um, she really would point out things to me and things I never realized. And she went to the Douglas School of Design, uh, where Tom Savini had basically taught students. And Greg Nicotero had taught there at one time. So it's just absolutely mind-blowing. Back to the movie. Poncho just does absolutely incredible. When he steps on the screen, you can't help but be automatically drawn. So... Candy Corn, 2019, directed, edited, The Works by Josh Hasty, is flipping amazing. If you watch it for nothing else, watch it for Poncho Mulder, because 
he does an amazing job as the guy. You know, the guy. So join Cocktail Cupcakes at the Tallgrass Film Festival this year and join Crime Scene and Cupcakes for more little excerpts from Food and Crime and more things that you can learn about food and crime. And we've got some pretty wacky things. And these little bonus excerpts will be coming to you once a day for the rest of this week. And who knows, hell might continue through till Halloween. Have a good one, guys, and stay safe.